When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's the morning after the night before, and I'm going to warn you now, this could turn into a run because my mood has not got better. In fact, it's got worse. Good morning, good evening, or good night, and welcome to the five things we learned about Forest Nil Everton 1. Coming up in today's episode, we will be talking about, obviously, Steve Cooper. What's going to happen next? We'll be looking specifically at players like Ryan Yates, Chris Woods, and we have to talk about a certain bunch of the fan base, the Happy Clappers, and we'll probably kick off with that. If you're enjoying the content, please don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. And let's jump into this one. This one is going to be ugly. You've been warned. Okay, so obviously I think everyone is annoyed. Happy Clapper or not, Cooper in, Cooper out, whatever. The performance yesterday was diabolical, atrocious. Every crappy word you can think of, anyone will agree with you on the tagging of that line. No passion, no desire, no nothing at all. And you guys got to have your say last night on the call-in, the therapy call-in. Really enjoyed that. If you guys want more of that, let us know in the comments. We can make it more regular on the channel. But what I got to tell you guys first, and I'm going to start with the happy clappers, because the timing of this is actually pretty much perfect. And thank you to Amazon for getting my delivery through so quickly. We're going to start with the happy clapper excuses. And luckily for me, it's fragile. It's fragile, but it has arrived, and it's arrived in one piece today, and that is, of course, the Happy Clapper Manual. I must treat this with respect, their holy book. Let's open it up, and let's go to page one of the excuses and how to defend Steve Cooper. Well, the first thing that comes up is, of course, the line, and I quote, Look where we were. Ever since Cooper took over, he took us from bottom of the championship into the Premier League in one season and kept us up. Please note, guys, that this is your first defense 
protocol when coming across any any kind of negative criticism to Cooper. You must start with this line and you must proceed to remind everyone of where we have been. The problem they've got with point number one is that every single Forest fan, in fact, probably non-Forest fans as well, know exactly where Forest were and where Forest have come up. And if you're going to stick to this line, then what you need to do is just live in the past because that's where you're stuck. Things move forward. Teams move forward. Everything develops and moves on. And this is the point that the happy clappers miss. If you want to upgrade players, which we have done, you'll see that happening on the pitch, like the Sangare coming in. We've had so many decent signings that players could only dream, that fans, sorry, could only dream of before. They've been upgraded. The stadium is about to be upgraded. We've had the fan zone kind of upgraded. I mean, it looks like a, a gazebo, but anyway, that's for another video. So the question is, should the manager be upgraded? Because Cooper is clearly struggling right now. In fact, he's been struggling, in my opinion, for a long time. There is no identity in the team. There is no cohesion in the team. And are these players now bigger than Cooper? And is it the happy clappers that are keeping him in a job? So if you want to live in the past, the argument really is, why not get Frank Clark back then? Frank Clark took us from the championship into the Premier League, straight into third place and straight into Europe. I don't see any of you guys reminiscing about how great Frank Clark is. In fact, there is a section of this fan base that actually thinks Cooper's achievements are better than Brian Clough's. I don't need to say anything about that. Let's move on to um, page number two in the Happy Clapper manual. And here we go. For those of you who may be having your doubts about Cooper and would like to post anything in the negative about him, Please always caveat your comments with the line, I love him, but. And to be honest, they are following the handbook. Everything I've seen on social media in the past 24 hours from a happy clapper has started with, I love him, but. And this is a sub point to it. If you are going to maybe consider turning your back on Cooper, Please use Maranakis as the excuse rather than stating your own opinion, as this will not be accepted in the Happy Clapper fan base. And what do they mean by this? And again, it's true to its word. I mean, this book was worth every penny I spent on it. What they will say is, I love him, but, and usually it's followed with, I can't see the big man or the Greek father or Maranakis, whatever word they want to use, all are acceptable according to the handbook. I can't see Maranakis not pulling the trigger or not getting itchy. It's diversion tactics. It's diversions from these cowards that can't actually state an opinion. These cowards that want to hide behind Maranakis, who can see the state of the club, who can see the direction we're going is in, and that's lower down the league, do not have the kahunas to share an opinion or God forbid, criticize the tactics and the crap that we've been seeing on the pitch. And that all has to come from Cooper. And Cooper is not alone in this blame. I question what the hell Andy, uh, what the hell Tate is doing and Andy Reid. What are these guys doing? It's the first time I've seen Tate leave his seat in the last two years to pick up a booking and then he sat his ass back down. He was told where to go by the ref. It's a complete and utter joke, but let's move on. Let's move on to page number three in the manual. And page number three states, if Will gets too much 
and it feels like Cooper is on the ropes. Please remind everyone of whether or not they want to go back to the manager merry-go-round of having 30 managers or so in the past set years. And will they be happy with an ever-changing manager based base? This should hopefully turn them back to seeing the lights and seeing Steve Cooper. You absolute idiots. Do you think we are still in the championship? Do you think that Forrest cannot attract a higher caliber of manager? The Premier League is probably the 20 most sought after positions in world football, minus maybe the Real, Barca, and a couple of other jobs in and across Europe. This is a higher caliber of division, which in itself attracts a higher caliber of manager. This is not the championship where you're picking up whatever you can find on the floor, the low hanging fruit. You can aim higher on this. It's pathetic. Next one. If you want Cooper out, then who do you want in? Because, and this is in brackets, you as the fan need to state who will replace Cooper? And until you can state to us the correct manager who fits in with what Cooper has done here at Forest, therefore we cannot come to terms and agree with you. Yet again, let me remind these people that we do not hire and fire managers. There is only one person who does that, and that's the person you're trying to hide behind right now, and that is Maranakis. Maranakis will have the say. Any fan that wants to see a manager change, they could say to you Zidane, they could say to you Pep, they could say to you Sam Allardyce, they could say to you Harry Redknapp. It doesn't matter. That's just their opinion. Whatever they say will not impact who comes in. If you think Maranakis hasn't got a black book currently of a list of managers and hasn't had it for two years, three years, and is upgrading it constantly because that is organization and that is planning, then you are on another planet. If fans want a change in manager, it's because they're not happy with what's on the pitch. You can't sack a whole football team. You can sack a manager. So get your heads out of your asses and understand that. Every fan will have an opinion on who they would take. There are happy clappers who have got opinions on actual managers they would stomach if Cooper were to go. But they have no say in it whatsoever. This one's done by Marinakis and his team. So get that one through your thick ass heads, man. Seriously. Next one here. We've got a couple more. I mean, it's a whole dossier, man. It's a whole dossier here. Um, he will go somewhere else and make them great and we will regret it. Okay, so this one. This one just baffles me because one, they're either Mystic Meg because they think they can see into the future, not that she can. And secondly, who exactly do you think is going to want him? Do you think he's Pep's next replacement at Man City? There's only been two links to Steve Cooper and that's the Crystal Palace who are worse than Forrest. And that's to West Ham, who are going to lose David Moyes. And, and uh, Steve Cooper is basically a younger version of David Moyes in terms of his philosophy. Outside of that, I haven't heard an Arsenal, a Man City, a Bayern Munich, a PSG, a whoever, desperately knocking on the door of Steve Cooper. So who do you think is going to take him? And, who, and how do you think he's going to develop that team? He can't. It's not within his reign to play higher up at the Premier League. Steve Cooper right now is at the limit of his capabilities. And that literally is a relegation fight. Some people would say he's a championship manager. I don't. I think he is slightly better than that. 
But honestly, that that argument is absolutely pathetic. Anyway, if you want more of this, we've got the whole manual here. I'm happy to go through it page by page. But that's point number one on the happy clappers. All right, so let's move on to point number two, and that is on Ryan Yates. Again, a certain section of the fan base have said Yates is the savior. Yates will come in. Yates gets it. Yates will give the fight, the desire, and this is my favorite one. Without Yates, we haven't won in the last nine games or whatever it's been since he started. Well, Yates was in yesterday, and honestly, I don't think he played that well. I think he made one good move where he won the ball high up and then played it across to think Sangare and then Morgan Gibbs-White. Well, we all know about Morgan Gibbs-White's shooting ability. Outside of that, he can't pass the ball. He can't shoot. He can't header on target. Well, and when he does, it's straight at the keeper. So why is it that you guys think Yates is the savior of this team? Now, I've got nothing against Yates. I just know his level. And for me, he's an impact sub. He would have been better off being used yesterday in the last 15 minutes of the game. Maybe when it was, if it was 1-0 to Forest or something like that, get gritty, time waste, things like that. But as pure ability, Dominguez is better than him. Sangare is better than him. Danilo is better than him. Mangala is better than him. And I would even say Santos is probably better than him. So why is it this loving with the homegrown players? I do not care if he was born in Lincoln, which he was, or in Nottingham, or in Timbuk, bloody two. I don't care. All I care is about the ability. And there seems to be this huge attachment to the homegrown players, the Nottingham boys, even though he's not one. And I don't get it. Why would you not rather have the most talented 11 players on the pitch rather than just shoehorn someone in because he's gone through the academy? And then I've even heard, I've even heard on social media, it's time, <clears throat> it's time to bring Warrell back. I mean, I can't even get the words out. It chokes me. It's time to bring Warrell back. So now it's moved from Yates onto Warrell. What's next? There'll be outcries for Brennan Johnson and how we're missing him now. And we should reverse the contract with Spurs. It's done. It's move on, man. Move on and understand at Premier League level, you play your strongest, most talented 11. You stop with the favorites FC. You have to. You have to if you want to see Forrest progress. Again, nothing at all against the eights. But talent-wise, he is not in the top three of that midfield. But he still has his uses. And he has to be used right and at the correct time. And at the moment, I think he was chucked in yesterday to appease those happy clappers. But what do I know? What do you guys think? Let me know down below. All right, time for the elephant in the room, as Steve Cooper called it in his post-match yesterday. And that is Cooper in or Cooper out. Where is it and where do things stand currently? Well, as I mentioned, it's clear on social media that the shift is definitely moving towards Cooper out. And I almost can see what's happening here. And you've got to kind of credit Maranakis because had he sat Cooper weeks ago or months ago or in the summer, there would have been uproar and riots. You can almost see, and I know this from nothing, this is just my own observations, that it looks to me like he's letting the fires burn themselves through. And what do I mean by that? He's letting Cooper basically do what he's doing on the pitch. And with results not coming in, in a results-driven industry, you will see, happy clapper or not, they will turn person by person by person. And when enough have turned, then when Maranakis, if he decides to pull the trigger, does it, then he can't have the backlash because one, let's run through this. 
He gave Cooper a new contract last year when he should have gone. Secondly, he backed him publicly again after the Leeds match, again when he could have gone. Thirdly, now when he's put out the statement last week where clearly Cooper is under fire, even though Cooper claims that he knows nothing about it. And then um, Maranakis again, semi-publicly backed him. But the big difference is he did not do it in an official club statement. Clearly, there were feelers put out in the media to test the temperature of the water from Maranakis, in my opinion. And now, and now that Cooper shot himself in the foot against Everton, his only saving grace is that we have a midweek game against Fulham and then one against Wolves. I think these are two pivotal games for Cooper. Whether you're Cooper in, you're Cooper out. As I've said all week, it would be too hard to switch and flick the switch in between the games. It's still possible. We could still see the corner flag um, post coming out on Monday. But if he's not gone by today, then I don't see him gone before probably Wolves, to be honest. And I think it has to be two wins or at least four points out of there. But what faith do you have in our away performances is my question to you. Two wins out of what, 26 games away from home in the Premier League? One win out of 10 at home. Four losses in the last five matches. This is textbook sackable science. If this was anyone else who wasn't called Steve Cooper, they would have been gone yesterday. They would have. Those stats do not back him at all. And he can sit there and cry about the refs all he wants. Game in, game out. It's getting embarrassing. It's getting pathetic. It's getting repetitive. And the thing that frustrates me, I would rather he came out and said we lost the game because of a penalty. But what does he do? He hides behind that line and then reinforces it. Oh yeah, that penalty, but I don't want to go into it because I support the refs. The fact that you've said it means that's what you think. So grow a pair and just say what you're thinking. I am so sick of these softballs as well from Colin at him. Basically stroking his backside, you know, patting him on the shoulder. And then one hard question. <laughs> well, Steve, Steve, there, there, there is some pressure, mate. There is some pressure. Should we, should we should we talk about Is it okay to talk about it? Grow a pair yourself, mate. Ask him some proper questions. Like, why did he sub off Sangare and then we scored instantly? Why was Chris Wood on the pitch at all when he's an absolute waste of space? Why was Einar dropped and Aurier come in and playing pathetic? Where are those questions, Colin? Why can't you ask questions that fans actually want the answer to instead of your butt stroking of Steve Cooper? But... Whether or not you're Cooper in or out, it doesn't really matter. I will keep saying it. One man decides this outcome, and that is Maranakis. And he will have the final say. And whatever his say, if he decides to keep him or get rid of him, he is 1 million percent entitled to do it. And if, and if he pulls the trigger and there is any fan, there is any fan that goes against what Maranakis has done, then you don't understand what he's doing for this club. And there are still those rumors about Palace and Steve Cooper. And what I'll do, just because I'm a nice guy, and just because I want to help whoever I can in the fan base, I will leave a link in the, com in the description below for Right Move and where houses are and good areas where you can go and buy those houses in Crystal Palace if you want to continue with your Cooper FC-ness. It's all there in the description for you. Don't say I don't do anything for you. Okay, let's move on to the next talking point. I know I'm going on, but there's a lot, a lot to get off the chest. And this is the goddamn joke 
that is the Deadwood, that people actually had the audacity to try and call me out when I said he was a plank of wood, a piece of Deadwood. I would rather put a tree on the pitch than see this fraud. He doesn't play as a nine. He doesn't play as a false nine. He is a fake nine. He is absolutely crap. One of the biggest mistakes that Forrest have made. And why? Because Cooper wanted him and wanted Shelby and wanted Ayu. You tell me out of those three, which one has been a success for Forrest? Remember, this guy, 19 million pounds. Pounds, that is. Not dollars, no, not euros. Pounds. 4 million for a loan fee, 15 million. Clean cash. Clean cash up front for this piece of shit. And on top of that, He's earning between 90 and 100,000 pounds. Now, let me explain to you what he did to earn his 90K this week. Chris Wood, zero shots on target, zero shots off target. Couldn't even give us a token shot off target. Key passes, zero, uh, two. Aerials, one, three. That's it. 90K to have no shots on or off target, to make two passes and head of the ball three times. Maranakis, Cooper, if you are watching, pay me 10 grand. I will go on that pitch and I will stand still. In fact, I can probably run faster than Chris Wood, but I guarantee you I can touch the ball five times as well. They may not be good touches, but if that's all it takes to get 90K a week, I am in the wrong job. We are all in the wrong job. And we should all be sending our CVs right now for this position of fake nine up front for Nottingham Forest. And it goes back to Cooper again. I'm sorry, it has to. Why was he played ahead of Origi? I have no rating in me for Origi. But what I do know is that Everton are crap scared of him. At least the fear factor, the psychological game of playing Origi may have made a very slight difference, probably not. But at least Origi has scored in the last five games against Everton and he's screwed them over so many times. Yet, yeah, and Cooper's meant to know this because of his time at Liverpool. He knows how the Evertonians feel about Origi. Did he play to that? No, of course not. Why? Because it's favourites FC. I am so glad that his contract uh, Wood, that is, runs out at the end of this year. It's going to be the worst £19 million Forrest have ever spent. It really is. And the person who did that deal should be sacked today. Right now. But thank God. Yes, we are going to lose £19 million. But who knows? Because let's not forget the terms of this contract. That after three games, it wasn't Forrest's choice whether or not they signed Chris Wood. It was Chris Wood's choice whether or not he joined Nottingham Forest after his loan period. So for all we know, there's probably a contract extension where they've given the power to Chris Wood to decide whether or not he wants to stay at Nottingham Forest. And on top of that, let's not forget that he is part of Steve Cooper's senior team. What is this senior team? You got Chris Wood, you got Worrell, you got players that have no impact whatsoever on the pitch, trying to lead the players that try to have an impact on the pitch. And you wonder why this club is in the position it's in in the league right now. This is part of the problem. And if I ever see him on a pitch again, I don't know what I'll do. All right, let's move on to our fifth point, And that really is what is next in this crazy week for Nottingham Forest. 
Fulham and Wolves is the answer for what happens in those games. Who's going to be in charge? Are the players still playing for Cooper? Dino thinks they're not. I think they are, but I just don't think they have his respect anymore. And they don't buy into these stupid tactics that he's trying to deploy. Changes need to happen. If it's not the manager, then he's got to do something different on the pitch. One win in 10, four losses out of five. Something has to change. The definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again. And that's exactly what's happening currently. So if Steve Cooper is still in charge for the Fulham game, then he damn well better make some changes. And I don't really care what they are right now, but he's got to change it up. He's got to break this rut we're in because before you know it, we will. And we have laughed it off all season, but we could be in a relegation fight. We've done this whole thing, all those three crappy championship teams that have come up. It's a free swing this year. But you know what? The gap is closing. Everton are back on the move now, thanks to us. Bournemouth, they're on the move. They seem to be playing better football under Areola. Who does that leave underneath us? No one, apart from the three championship teams. And if people are going to say that's progress, then shut the hell up. I will finish with a quote from the Happy Clapper book. Final quote for you. I think this is a good way to end. Please remind everyone who dares to speak out against what Steve Cooper is doing that we have seen progress from last year to this year. And that progress is exactly what we need at Nottingham Forest. The problem is this book is slightly out of date now, ladies and gents. Because the problem with that Everton game is that last season Forest finished on 38 points, averaging a point a game. That Everton game has now put us below that point a game threshold. That Everton game and that Brighton game, because what they've done all season is say, well, we lost 5-0 at Arsenal last year. We only lost 2-1 this year. Well, we lost X amount to Man U last year. We only did it this year. They've gone silent after the Brighton game because we beat Brighton last year. They've gone silent after the Everton game. Why? Because we picked up two draws against them, even though we should have won. And we've now lost to them. And now the points average per game is below one. So where is the progress? That's the question I will leave you with. If you've enjoyed the video, please hit that like button. Subscribe to Forest Fan TV if you are new. We've got grumpy old Reds tonight. You can tell it's going to be heated. We'll see you then. Come on, you Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.